listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. We've long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, episode 86. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And I'm M. Cyril Garcia. And we are here with another listener feedback show, chalked with a lot of your comments, thoughts on all sorts of things, from Man of Steel to some of the TV shows that are out there. We have some great audio feedback. We have some great Facebook feedback. And let's leap into it. Sure. So we did, of course, this Man of Steel show, right? And we did the ge- the Girls Geek Out show with my wife and Emma, right? Yeah, it was totally fun. I, I laughed while listening to that little short segment. I'm sure you guys were cringing like, oh, my God. Oh, there they are again. But we, did, but we did get some feedback about the Man of Steel show. And why don't I go ahead... Uh, why don't uh, I read the first two paragraphs? And Em, do you want to read the last two? Sure. All right. We'll split this up. And Miles, do you want to read a paragraph in there? Yeah. You want to read the first paragraph. I'll read the second and we'll give M the last two. Go ahead. So this Why do I get two, yo? You're important. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he says you're not important. No, um, I said she is important. <laughs> Go ahead. Listening to your Man of Steel review, I can't help but think that to some extent you are missing the point about Superman. It's true there have been many revisions of the DC Universe, so it's not that I think that the movies have to be slavishly adherent to the history of the comics. But most superheroes have something about them that is essential to the character. For example, it's not his power, it's his character. He is not as as affectionately known as the big blue boy scout, and that essentially ethical and moral nature is why he has... He has the respect of his peers and the ability to be admired by the humanity and not feared. If you want to see how it works without the character, without the 50s upbringing, as you say, there are two easy examples. One is the prime Superboy from a parallel world without strong family upbringing or any peers for a role model. Reminds you of a character in Man of Steel, doesn't it? He ultimately goes wrong as a fundamental way as can be and ends up with the most vicious nightmare you can imagine. The other is Plutonian, the Invincible comic, who was a superhero but isn't really in it as deeply felt service to humanity, but just as sort of a job to make himself feel good. When he receives a serious shock from his version of Lost Lane, he goes berserk and just about destroys his world. The Man of Steel movie furthers a sort of agenda of many movies today that people can't be trusted, ever. People are no damn good. Think of the Superman character in this film and the comic book hero or Christopher Reeve. The former believed his paranoid foster father and never trusted another human being. The latter was prepared occasionally to be disappointed but believed that fundamentally humans were good and could be trusted with the truth. 
yes, he kept his identity a secret, but that was mostly to protect those who were close to him rather than himself. He realized some people were bad, but uh, just not most of them. You may be right that this is a good movie, but it's not a good Superman movie. And I don't think this character grows up to be the hub around which the Justice League revolves. This is a haunted loner who is more likely to, be, to grow up to be Superboy Prime or Plutonian. Superheroes like Superman serve the DC universe as an example to aspire to, and that is what the current movie has forgotten. Well, first of all, we want to say thank you, David, for writing in and sharing your thoughts about... Great information. Yeah, some great stuff here. Uh, but you're wrong. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, Em, how do you really feel about this? No, I didn't... I, I never even thought of looking into the Superboy stories, because I just never really cared. Um, and this Plutonian character, I might, I might have to go and do some research... It's different. It's just fun. To, it is a different movie that has the flavorings, you know, the the flavorings of Superman. It's I think it's a good new Superman story. It's it, it's the same thing with Star that we all had to accept about Star Trek. Star Trek is new now. It's not let's compare it to the old. It's new. This Superman, this is new. I never thought that I I didn't grow up thinking that the uh, Justice League started around Superman. I thought they all just kind of teamed up together and it became the Justice League. So that's an interesting thing I want to look into, too. But um, that, those are some really interesting points. And it does make me think. But I, 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 I know for myself that I have to accept this as something com almost completely new. So I'm OK if, with releasing that. To me, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good Superman movie. It's a good start of a new Superman. You know, one of the things that this makes me th think of is it depends. It depends what you compare this movie to. If you're looking at if you're looking at like the '50s Superman as being the anchor point for this movie, and to say how does this movie line up with what has been the original thoughts about Superman about what he re originally idealized. Uh, you're probably you're probably good. he's probably right. You're gonna you're gonna come up with a movie that falls short in a couple different areas. But if you look at a, if you look at a movie that somehow brings Superman and makes him relevant to a current audience, I, I mean, I think that they've accomplished that. I think this is one of the things Miles, you and I talked about. What was it? Superman Returns. One mm -hmm. of the problems with that is he was too perfect two golden age right for him to be relevant to a modern audience and somehow it fell flat they, they, I mean, well and somehow in this, this new one he becomes relevant again yeah i, I think uh, in this day and age we we are we embrace our or a hero's flaws and struggles and you know that doesn't necessarily make them you know, a bad person. Um, and with, with this movie, I thought, y yes, he, he isn't the, the happy, well-adjusted boy scout that he is in the other movies. And I'm not by calling him a boy scout. I'm not, you know, um, being, you know, being dis disparaging in any way. It's just, um, if you're, if you're updating the story, you know, we, I think we, as a society, you know, we, we expect our, our, our heroes to have, to be regular nor be human and have flaws and struggles and, you know, 
this guy is going to have, you know, struggles because, you know, he's adopted, he, you know, he, he's from another planet and he has these superpowers that he has to keep in check um, and his parents have to help protect him. Um, but I still think at the same time, you know, maybe this, this Superman is not the Superman we've, we've grown up with. But at the same time, I think still the inherent goodness in him, that, that it, it, there's, there is inherent goodness that is in him that, um, I mean, it, we saw this in the movie. I mean, the military was shooting at him, but, this, but then he went out and rescued the military from, from Zod's forces. Um, so this is only the beginning. I think if we give him time to develop, yes, he may still have some str- from some flaws and struggles, but at the same time, I think you know what the the good person that we saw on the superman throughout the ages we'll still see in this version yeah yeah you know and you still have we talk about him being a boy scout from the 50s you still have this self-sacrificial thing that he puts himself in the line for humanity mm-hmm. i mean that core mm. hasn't changed about when you talk about when you look at superman from the 50s 60s you know in the 70s Christopher Reeves it's he puts himself on the line for humanity in spite of the way humanity treats them sometimes. Does, does you know, it, yeah, so, yeah, in spite and of that, you. and that, and that doesn't change that core fundamental. I mean, you know, and, you know, we can, you know, there's a whole biblical thing that we kind of analyze and that whole idea that, you know, what greater love has a man for this. And he laid down his life for his friends. I mean, you have that same thing happening here with Christopher Reeves and with, uh, mm-hmm. with Henry Cavill's Superman. And right. it, it works, it works great. And in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, Ma and Pa Kent weren't, weren't in this movie. weren't you know the Cleavers, you know. And we see, True, you know, uh, they were normal people, but I still think they they were good people, and they raised Clark Kent to be a good person. And you know, the, the last movie was I mean it was only five, you know, well, no, seven years ago, um, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I enjoyed the you know the, at least the first two. Richard Donner Superman movies and this was in the spirit of those movies um it didn't resonate with the audience um it didn't and so th- this one did so uh, it's either you're gonna either accept it either accept and go with the changes or or or, or you can't and I guess that's just where we're where you at and any other thoughts no um I'm gonna do some reading up I want to I get where he's coming from, but I don't have the background to, to really understand exactly where he's coming from. But it's just the general acceptance that this is new and different. Yeah. And that might be, uh, you know, it might be a generic naivete on my part. But and maybe I do, you know, maybe I do want to enjoy put my fingers in my ears and just be entertained. <laughs> um there's nothing wrong with the people who get really deep into it. I think it's fascinating, but I, I, it he's piqued my interest. I need to do some more reading. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we're going to let you go because I know you have an early day tomorrow. So I do. But thank Stupid you. big girl job. I know, I know. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about the whole Superman feedback. And we're going to move absolutely. on into the rest of our listener feedback show. So we'll be catching you. We'll dialogue a little bit close to the time about some con details, but... Uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. No problem. Anytime. All right. Good night, kids. Good night. All right. We'll catch.
Uh, well, let's move on to some other uh, show news. And uh, mm-hmm. it was good to have her on, at least for that part. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, uh, we do have, a, if you're talking about Khan, we have something, uh, when we're talking about Khan, we're not talking about Wrath of Khan. We're talking <laughs> about, like, Khan, like, conventions. Right. Uh, an icon in some of our local cons uh, has passed away. Yeah, so we, 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 we're, um, we're, we want to remember... Um, uh, Mr. Alexander uh, Martin Gear or Marty Gear, as we, we we know him. Let me play this clip here real quick, uh, just to kind of start out. It'll, it'll give people some sort of introduction to him. Did you guys ever hear about the unsuccessful vampire hunter? No. He tried to tried to kill vampires with pork chops because steaks were too expensive. Oh. Okay, uh, moving. On, uh, so he used to introduce a masquerade for uh, for uh, Balticon mm-hmm. and uh, was integral in charity auctions for Farpoint. Right. Um, and he has just been an icon around the con scene for a long time. Yeah, in the Baltimore area. In the Baltimore area. And mm-hmm. uh, we interviewed him. We had him on the show, what, I guess it was a little over a year ago, right? So yeah, about a year ago. Exactly, and, yeah. And he just passed this past week, and it's important just to kind of acknowledge that. And Steve Wilson has a great write-up kind of commemorating him and his work in the sci-fi community and the sci-fi world, his encouragement. And I'm just going to post a link to that so you guys can read it. But this is from uh, – this is regarding Marty Gear, and he was just a – someone that's just been – yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but a, mm-hmm. someone that has had a huge impact. He will be definitely missed. I mean, he was a staple. I mean, I remember Farpoint, he would get the charity auctions going, and he was, you know, that was his thing, and he did a great job at it. And, you know, Marty, uh, we'll, we'll miss you. Yeah, we will definitely. You know, Godspeed, definitely. Yep. Uh, well, let's move into something else. This is something that Ryan sent in, and I just wanted to share it with you because we have Wolverine coming out this weekend, and there's this infographic sort of with some visuals and some video that um, – this is a Wolverine page he kind of helped create, and uh, it's about how what would happen if Wolverine really didn't have his famous healing powers hmm. during the films and tracked his injuries with the boo-boo tally. <laughs> it also includes video mashup of the hurt taken by Wolverine Hugh Jackman during each film. Um, so I'm just going to – we're going to put it out there. I'm going to put a link in, and if you have time, Miles, you got to check it out, but it's kind of hilarious. Uh- I, it definitely intrigues me. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those things that's going to be fun, and you should just, I'm going to, that's all I'm going to say, you should check it out. You should definitely check it out. Um, well, Rick from Wisconsin called in and gave his thoughts about some of the sci-fi shows he was watching, some of the movies he saw. Let me go ahead and just play that, and uh, and then we'll talk about it on the flip side. If I can actually open it up. Here we are. Hey, Scott and Miles, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling. Uh, wanted to, haven't called in a while and just wanted to check in, let you know the shows that uh, we're watching at our house. We just got caught up on Continuum and really liked the last couple episodes. Uh, was waiting for the time when Kira would have to reveal where she was really from uh, to her partner and then at first, he didn't believe it, but I think uh, she's convinced him in the end. And uh, it'll be interesting to see 
how that changes their relationship and how he takes the information she gives him and uses it. And uh, it's also very interesting, the changes in the office of the police station there, the multiple factions that you now have with other people from the future, uh, wondering, you know, what is this person's agenda, what is that person's agenda. Uh, It's getting very interesting for a series that's been uh, a fairly good series. Uh, I think it's getting even better. Um, We've been enjoying Falling Skies, uh, even though uh, sometimes I think the writing is a little, um, I don't know, I think it could be better. But uh, do enjoy the show, the characters, and uh, it's been interesting what's going on this season. Uh, the season finale for Warehouse 13 was quite a finale, and so was the finale for Defiance. Uh, they both uh, had decent uh, endings for the season, and I'm looking forward to seeing what next season is going to bring. And, of course, we've been enjoying Under the Dome at our house. And uh, that's become very... Uh, interesting. I think of the four episodes they've had, they've only had one that I uh, didn't like so much. The rest have all been very good. On movie front, uh, this past weekend we saw Pacific Rim in uh, IMAX 3D. It was uh, really incredible to see it uh, that way. First time I've uh, crossed up the bucks to see a movie like that. And, but uh, the trailers to this movie, I've literally been waiting for probably eight months since the first trailer I saw, and uh, really enjoyed it. I would say uh, it's predictable, and it's similar to some other movies, but it was still a lot of fun to watch, and uh, the special effects did not uh, lack it in any way. And uh, prior to that, we had seen... Man of Steel and World War Z uh, recently, and I saw After Earth. Uh, I thought After Earth was a, a fairly well done movie, uh, but it, it uh, wasn't one of those that I felt I I'm going to get that on a DVD or Blu-ray when it comes out. Whereas uh, some of the movies earlier this year. Uh, I would say Oblivion is one that I'm definitely going to get when it comes out. Uh, Pacific Rim is one that I'm going to get when it comes out. So uh, that's kind of how I rank if I if I really liked the movie a lot or not. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks for doing the show. Well, Rick, thank you again for calling in and giving us your thoughts. Uh, where do you want to start with this one? Let's start with Continuum. Go ahead. Uh, so Continuum, uh, a show that I'm not watching this season, but you are. Tell me about, uh, Yeah. Uh, do, do you agree kind of with what he's saying about Continuum here? Oh, I, I do. I, I think it, it, it's gotten better. And the first season was fantastic. So it's only getting better so far. So you feel like it's just, it's, it's even better than the first season. Yeah. It, the story is still, it, it's it's got me engaged. And just want to address something he brought up um, about Kira telling her partner, Carlos, you know, basically, her, you know, her secret. He doesn't believe her at first, but then all the clues, you know, everything, it makes the most sense. And so he has to leap to a rescue sometime. And then now he's in the know about her her situation. And um, uh, you, you, so, Rick, I'm interested in how that will work. It look, looked like the last episode that it actually worked well that he is in the know now. Uh, I mean, 
for one, she doesn't have to lie to him and him knowing, you know, how she can, you know, do what she, she can do, um, is, uh, so as far as their 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 effectiveness as as a team, I think it only it'll only work out for the best. So, so yeah, I I wasn't sure how what they're going to do if she was going to have to disclose uh, her secret, but um, it seemed to work. Oh, good, mm-hmm. good. And uh, was it Alex is still in the know? Oh, 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 yeah, and, and um, his story is interesting. He's got a girlfriend now, but it uh, looks like there's you know. She she's an agent for something. Um, she 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 played Magda in uh, uh, Caprica. If you remember who that was, um, so okay. um, so she she's playing his girlfriend in this. Um, so yeah, I, I I could I could spend a lot of time talking about how great Continuum is, but uh, season one should be still on Netflix streaming if you haven't seen it yet. And so great yeah. show. Make sure you check it out. We're on 13 in Defiance. We probably don't need to talk about We talked about that pretty exclusively in the last show, right? Mm-hmm. So, But let's talk about Fallen Skies. He, too, kind <laughs> of came out and said that Fallen Skies is suffering from some weak writing. And uh, your assessment of that? I, I think he's right. I was not—I um, I had been watching it, but I had not been as engaged by it. And so I, I actually— had fallen behind at least on two episodes and I didn't have anything new to watch. So I watched the first one today and it got better. So I was like, okay, uh, maybe, maybe this show is not, I don't, maybe I don't have to give up on this show just yet. I mean, uh, Christopher Heyerdahl guest starred in it. And yeah, we interviewed him a long time ago, a long time ago. And we, we love Christopher Heyerdahl. Um, one of our best interviews. Yeah. And so he, he, he had an interesting character in this one episode. Um, so that's got me engaged again. Um, I'll, I'll have to watch the next episode. And um, ho- hopefully they get together. I, I mean, I hate to see the, the show go down. Um, I don't know how other listeners feel about it, but the last few episodes before that, I just kind of was kind of ambivalent about. But the, these last two, I thought, um, were pretty good. And I think they only have two more episodes or so before the season finale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens then. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Under the Dome? You, we've been watching Under the Dome. I am behind in episodes, but mm-hmm. I assume you're pretty well... I'm caught up. Caught up with mm-hmm. that. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in the I, other world? I love this last episode. This was um, – they did, did something interesting where the, they brought the families of the people in, that are in the dome. I mean they can, they can only communicate either by you know, uh, some kind of notepad or some people use like an iPad to communicate with uh, their, their loved ones. Um, and so, but the one guy, uh, Barbie, who is the uh, ex-military, um, he sees one of the soldiers on the side and he shows this, this kind of coin and soldier, um, gets up and salutes him. And, but basically they, they have this conversation. Um, there's this woman who can, she's part of the radio station who could read lips and do sign language and sort of translates for him. And basically the, the soldier discloses to him that, um, they're moving out, um, he doesn't know much about what what it is, but basically he says um, uh, that they're they're taking everything out of there, and then so but they can, they can intercept radio signals, and this preacher who's a little little crazy um, is, is, is has heard the word Moab, and so he's thinking it's a biblical reference. Well, no, what Moab stands for is uh, mother of all bombs, mm-hmm. um, and what and so they they. The, the one reporter who was listening to the radio signals 
they figure out when they're going to launch this missile. I don't know if it's nuclear. I think he might have said it's the next next thing besides nuclear they were going to shoot at the dome because the Chinese are getting nervous. They think the U.S. military is doing something. And so um, so they launched this this big missile at the dome. But, and of course, you know, the dome is impervious to it. But you see everything outside the dome, whatever whatever the land, the town, whatever it is, it just obliterates it. Mm. So that's how it, you know, it sort of ends. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's still a great show. Um, the Barbie character, he's, he's one of the more interesting ones because he, he's sort of like this, we find out he's more of like a lone shark enforcer. Um, no, you know, a bookie enforcer, whatever. And he wants to get out of that lifestyle. Um, and the complicated relationship he has with a reporter that he had accidentally had killed her husband, but we find out their husband was, um, up to his debt, up to his head in, uh, in, in gambling debts. And, um, was going to foreclose on the house and everything and just kind of run away. So not the best person to begin with. So, <laughs> um, uh, definitely not, but yeah, loving, loving the, uh, under the dome. It's, 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 it's a really good show. Very good. Where I, you know, and again, my wife and I, as I was saying earlier, my wife absolutely loving this show as well. Although a bit of a creep factor for her. She's not a, uh, She's not as much. She's not as much into the horror thing, and there's a little bit of a horror edge to it. I guess I'm coming from watching, as I said, I was coming from watching Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and so this seems very tame compared to when you get when you put Walking Dead into something. It seems very uh, tame. And um, the only thing I, I mean, that was graphic was the cow, you know, with the the, oh, yeah. the pilot. I mean, everything else. I mean, I, I think as far as that goes, has been okay. But well, it is only after ten o'clock at night, so they can get away with a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's um, let's move on here. And uh, what else did he have to say? Oh, he taught. He saw some movies, and I thought it was interesting that uh, he said that he saw Pacific Rim, and for him, that was the first time he saw it in IMAX and 3D. That he shut out the bucks for it, and it was an awesome but predictable mm-hmm. uh, movie to see. I, I wouldn't have said that. Pacific Rim would have been the movie I would have chosen to be my first movie in 3D, personally. Mm-hmm. But I imagine visually, this is stunning. I'm sure on IMAX 3D, it, it's, it looks incredible. I mean, at least well, on uh, some uh, of the epic battles, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it to the theaters for this one. I'll probably have to wait till it comes available on a rental. Yeah, he liked Man of Steel, World War Z, and After Earth. He said it was good, but um, not enough to own it on DVD or Blu-ray. Right, and I'm a, I'm probably I'll probably see it when it comes. I'll available. see it on those but, mediums, uh, but I won't watch it. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to see it in theaters. Yeah. So let's see. Um, what other things are we watching? We talked about Fallen Skies. We talked about Under the Dome a little bit. We talked about a Continuum. Is there anything else that's really on? I've been watching uh, Prime Evil. It's on Saturday nights on the Sci Fi Channel. That's it, right. It's the man to tapping. It, it's a spin off, I guess, of the the, the the British version of the Prime Evil show. And I've been enjoying it. I, you know, um, the, these, these uh, uh, time warp anomalies open up and, and dinosaurs and other prehistoric uh, animals come out, and um, our heroes have to, uh, are dealing with them. And, uh, I've been liking that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
Amanda Tapping herself doesn't make any appearances. She's she, directing it, right? Yeah, I believe she's only. I don't know how many episodes she's it or directing it. I'll have to see what her her involvement is. I mean, I, I IMDb think, would be our friend if we were willing to find out right now. Right. So. I'm sure she's at least directed one episode. Yeah, she's been involved with that. I, well, I saw her name attached to it somewhere along the way. Oh, okay. Uh, I just recently watched Batman Under the Red Hood. Um, I've phenomenal. seen it. My son came and watched it with me after the first 10 minutes. He couldn't sleep and then came down and was like, ooh, Batman, I'll watch this. And then after watching it, he probably couldn't sleep Yeah, he couldn't sleep either. But no, we, it was good. He talked about the movie and he talks about watching it with me. You heard him. He was here tonight talking about it. Oh, yeah, he, he, and he, he enjoyed it. He really seemed to really enjoy the movie, so I watched that. Mm-hmm. I begun reading the latest Terry Brooks book, Rich Witch Wraith, if I can say it. It's the third in the, uh, in the latest of the trilogies that he's put out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do have, Jamara with this for you, I have one second after is in my queue to be listening to after that, but I got to make it through Terry Brooks first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been reading. And other than that, um, I don't think I finished Orphan Black, so I still got to make my way through the rest of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I finished Defiant. Absolutely love Defiant. Yeah. Uh, very good ending. And so looking forward to season two. Can't wait for April. I am too. I mean, Defiant, I mean... The shot go definitely hit the fan at the end of this episode. It certainly did. Mm-hmm. It certainly did. And you know what? I haven't finished Warehouse 13 yet. So I still got three more episodes of that. Oh, okay, good. So I have that to look forward to, which I'll, I'll be watching that somewhere along the Sure. Way, so. But I believe that's about it. Anything that you're watching or reading? Right um, now? Reading a Stargate novel, SG1 novel. Um, the title of it, I forget. Um, but I also bought uh, to watch, to, to, to read afterwards. Um, the um, the tie-in novel for Man of Steel. Um, oh, very good. Um, Greg Cox. Uh, That's right. He, he he wrote it. So I mean, I've enjoyed his writing in the past. He'll and be at shore leave. He'll be at shore leave, and yeah. so um, so I thought, figured, you know what? I mean, I I, I used to I used to read tie-in novels a lot. I, I kind of gotten away from that, but uh, I figured uh, I'll check this one out. Well, very good, very good, and that's that, that's uh, that, that's that, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. That. That's happening. By the way, uh, talking about Stargate, we were on a podcast that came out. Mobius One from the Gatecast came out. That is true. And yeah. um, Miles, you and I were on that. And mm-hmm. uh, Mobius Part Two should be coming out this week or next week. So uh, this the, this Saturday, he'll probably he'll, he'll Mike will probably put one. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So very but, good. But we had a great time reviewing Mobius Part One and Two with uh, uh, Mike and Alan. And, and if, we didn't sound like dorks. Mike did a good job of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did <laughs> with some creative editing, you can make us say anything. That's absolutely scary. <laughs> but true, but mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Miles, I don't think there's anything else we have to say here. We had a lot of news from Comic-Con, but we'll talk about that in the main show. Okay. And uh, we don't need to talk about it here. But um, thanks so much for joining us. And if you want to share what you are watching movie-wise, what you're reading, book-wise, what you're watching on the big TV, let us know. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can call us at one 888 508 4343 or email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com and we'll share your thoughts on the show. As always, join our Facebook fan page. We, we have some great conversations on there. Some really good conversations. Love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343. Or 
click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com. Or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs>